Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy-to-implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach, and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast. I'm Lara Young and this week we're going to be talking about innovation. We're going to be talking about ways in which you can start to think outside the box when it comes to serving your clients, when it comes to helping your clients to achieve the results that they desire by perhaps looking at your services, your existing services in a new way, or thinking about ways that you can create new services that better serve your clients and also are in alignment with your own lifestyle so that your offers are very attractive to your clients, they resonate with them, and they help them to get those results that they desire by being structured in such a way that they work for your clients as well as for you. I'm just back. I've had two days uh, off with my eldest daughter, uh, Grace. We went to a hotel overnight and had a wonderful, I think it was about 36 hours in total. Uh, We had a wonderful time together. I'm an only parent, which means that I parent my girls full time. And um, I have two girls, one is eight and one is nine, and they're very different in personality. For those of you who are parents out there, perhaps you experience this as well. I have I have one daughter who is quieter, more shy, uh, more sort of introspective. She's a real thinker and very much, you know, conceptually will analyse things. And my other daughter literally came into the world at 100 miles an hour and she sort of goes into a room and says, I'm here, uh, very, very much opposite to uh, my eldest daughter. So my eldest daughter, Grace, and I had a couple of days one night uh, in Sydney in a hotel and we just spent time together enjoying each other's company. We went on a ferry across to Manly and back. Uh, we went around and I showed her where I worked when I was working in Sydney uh, down in the rocks. Uh, We walked past several of my old stomping grounds, the watering holes that I frequented in my 20s and 30s. And uh, yeah, we shopped and we had yamcha and we went on a Ferris wheel. So it was lovely just to have that time together, the two of us, and really to be in that moment of just experiencing you know, that relationship, having conversations without the interruptions of her little sister. And I think, you know, for both of us, we've now committed to saying, right, well, for half a day, once a month, half a day, uh, we will have time alone together, just the two of us. And just so important. And I think, you know, one of the things that when you when you are a parent um, that you realise is that you you can be kind of parenting children in a way that perhaps you wanted to be parented or that you would need. 
And it's really important, isn't it, to think about what are the needs of your child? So what is your child's personality and really tailoring those experiences that you have with your children to meet that and to meet their specific needs, to meet their their love language. And certainly for Grace, you know, having that time together where it is normally, when we have time together, it normally can be quite interrupted by Sarah. Um, And so just really recognising what Grace needs from me is so powerful uh, and really I guess, tailoring our time together so that it is about that concentrated one-on-one. You know, Sarah can buzz in and out of a room, just come and give me a hug or a kiss or, you know, have a quick chat with me and then she buzzes out again and that's enough for her, those little touch points. Or, you know, if we go if we go grocery shopping, often what I'll do is, is just take Sarah with me uh, to the supermarket and that for her, being in the car with me, having a chat in the car and then going around and pushing the trolley and helping me um, get the groceries is time for her that kind of fills up her cup, whereas Grace is someone who does need that sort of quieter time, even where we're just sitting together. You know, we had time where we're bobbing around in the pool and it just gives us that real connection Um back again, that time for real connection. So it got me thinking really this week about how, It is just so important that we do understand our clients and that we do think about ways that we can maybe offer the same service to our clients, so the same outcome um, in a different way depending on what their needs are and depending on what they require from us as a coach in order to achieve those outcomes. And everyone's different. We all know that, right? (laughs) everyone's unique and it's so true one of the things that when we developed um the mindset dimensions report which of course is our online diagnostic tool which measures all seven dimensions of mindset so it's a psychometric profiling tool that measures clients beliefs about themselves and the world around them their values um their emotional frequency it measures how they prefer to show up in the world and and other dimensions of mindset. And, you know, in when we developed mindset dimensions, it was really about helping us and the coaches who use the tool to get that deeper understanding right from the outset of what makes their clients tick. Because when we know what makes our clients tick, when we really deeply understand what's running along under the surface from the beginning of our relationship, we can so much more effectively tailor the work we do to our clients to really helping them to achieve those desired outcomes. And I think sometimes I find that a lot of coaches feel as though once they've honed their niche, that's enough. Once they've defined their ideal client, that's enough. And they know the outcome that they help their clients achieve, that's enough. And as a matter of fact, it's not. Because even if you have a really, really specific niche and a specific ideal client that you're serving, even if you have that and you've really honed in on it, which again is something we focus on in the Mindset Coach Certification Program, even once you've nailed that, it's not enough. And the reason that it's not enough is that you can have a whole client base, a whole niche who have 
a very similar presenting problem and the same desired outcome. But actually the way that they will achieve the results, the way that they run their internal dialogue, their internal frames of reference, their values, their beliefs, their emotional states, they're all going to be different. And it's those differences actually that are really important for us to recognise when we are creating and designing our services and our products and our interventions for our clients. Because if we have a fixed way of helping our clients to achieve an outcome, if we have a a process that says, first we must do X, then we must do Y, then we must do Z, then we must do A. If we are so rigid in following that process, we can actually miss key points with our clients. We can actually alienate our clients. We can actually prevent progression and development because we're not recognising that valuable client input, those valuable client reactions and interactions and responses to the work that we're doing with them. And so you know that I'm a huge advocate of having a framework that you work to as a coach. I really believe in planning out, planning out your sessions. I believe in, in planning out how you are going to help your client move from where they are to where they want to be to get from A to B by designing a structure, a framework that incorporates all of the tools and techniques that you're going to use, that incorporates future pacing, your expectations about where your client will be after session one, after session two, what their responses will be in terms of the homework or the tasking that you get your clients to do between sessions. I fully believe in having that framework. It's essential to me as you know an expert coach that you show your expertise by having that knowledge and having that structure and that framework where I think some people stop is exactly that they have that framework they know exactly what they're going to do and what we need to be able to do of course is to be able to go a little bit further than that and to really understand our clients by using tools like the mindset dimensions report to know and be able to better predict and future pace what their experience is going to be like, what their responses will be like, but also to be able to be innovative in the way in which we can deliver that framework, that process, depending on those individual needs of our clients. You know, sometimes people want results really, really quickly and other times those results necessarily are not going to become as quickly. We've talked about this in previous episodes. You know, if you have a client who wants to lose a certain amount of weight, for example, say 30 kilos or more, you know that that is not going to be something that is going to be achieved in a one-day immersion session or in a, and I'm doing the quotes hands here in inverted commas, or in a six-week coaching package. It will not be achieved in that time frame because the amount of time it takes to do that sits outside that framework of that coaching. And so, you know, as coaches, we need to think about what is the time frame, what is the container in which our coaching interventions or our services lie, and what can we reliably, predictably, and consistently help our clients to achieve in that container. And 
So sometimes what we need to do is to be really innovative in the way that we structure our programs, we structure our services so that it meets the client's needs and it also meets our needs as a coach as well in terms of our own businesses, in terms of our lifestyle. It's no good, for example, I gave up, I used to work all over the globe. I ran a lot of coach development programs, leadership development programs all over the world from Las Vegas to Tallinn in Estonia to Sweden to Asia. Uh, And I was doing a lot of traveling, absolutely loved what I do, predominantly working with leaders and senior leaders. And of course, I also ran development retreats. So uh, retreats for personal development retreats. So I ran those in Spain and in Portugal. Now, when I had my family, my appetite, my desire to travel as regularly, if at all, completely diminished. And I recognized that I couldn't run my business in that way anymore because I had the commitments of being a parent to my two girls. And so that was when I started to think, well, how can I synthesize? How can I bring together all of the years of experience that I've had in, you know, global head of HR, in organizational development and design, in culture development, um, in coach training? You know, I'm a trainer and a master of NLP, timeline therapy, hypnotherapy. How could I synthesize that in a way that would still satisfy me and, you know, spark my desire as a business owner um, and, you know, provide the income that I needed as well as enable me to be at home with my children. And, you know, in a way that's how the Mindset Coach Academy was born because I'd been training coaches for a long time in the corporate world and for corporate organisations and then recognised that with all the skills that I had across these transformational modalities, the fact that my company was a school of hypnotherapy, timeline therapy and hypnotherapy, that I could blend all of this experience and all of these skills and education into a business that really focuses on that pure mindset, like really helping people to, helping coaches to work with people in a highly transformational way using all those skills. Uh, And of course, it's also how, you know, my years of experience with psychometric profiling and behaviour in organisations led to the development with Dr. Trish Kemp of the Mindset Dimensions Report. So there's there's this piece, isn't there, about what, how do you evolve as a coach? How do your services evolve so that they meet your needs in terms of your lifestyle and your desires and your interests and your values, uh, your identity, and also how do they help your clients to achieve the outcome that they desire? Now, once you've, of course, once you've honed your niche and you've got your ideal client, you've got this framework, there is a need for flexibility in terms of delivery. And so innovation then becomes your absolute friend when it comes to thinking about how can you get creative with what you're already offering. Now, I know as you're listening to me, you will start to think of ideas, ways in which you can maybe take an existing program 
and change the way that it's delivered so that it can appeal to a wider audience within the context of your niche or so that it can help your audience to get more effective results, to achieve a faster transformation or a longer-lasting transformation. So, for example, you may decide that you want to do an immersion experience to kickstart a coaching intervention. So you may decide that you want to do a VIP day or which can be a day. So a VIP day can be, you know, meet your client at nine o'clock in the morning and work right through until five or six o'clock in the evening with a break for lunch. Absolutely. You can meet in person now, mainly, (laughs) or you can do that on Zoom. You could do a half a day immersion. You could do an immersion experience, which is where they stay in a hotel or you come back for two or three days consecutively to work with your client. So say, for example, if you are someone who has um, the ability to use things like you're trained in timeline therapy, for example, you may actually do a lot of your work around the detailed personal history. You may um, then remove negative emotions and remove limiting decisions from your client uh, and all the limiting beliefs, doubts, fears and uncertainty that come with that. So essentially you will work with your client to clear the past in an immersion experience, then move on to start to think about, well, what is the future? What does the future look like? You may do some values elicitation and then go on, of course, to our our process for setting goals in a really robust way where you start to then tune into and turn towards the future. What does your client want to achieve? And that can be done beautifully in immersive experience. And in fact, you know, clearing clearing the way, paving the way for change by, you know, letting go of the past, releasing the past is such a powerful Kickstarter to any coaching intervention. Uh, you may also decide that you're going to use some hypnotherapy right from the start of working with your client as well. In fact, using a hypnotherapy script tailored to your client um, over 21 days or 28 days in the initial phase of working with them, very, very powerful way of engaging their unconscious mind in the work that you're doing with them at the conscious level. So we're getting that conscious-unconscious cooperation and it really does accelerate the rate at which change occurs within your client. And you can really start to look at the milestones and benchmark it and know then as you're developing your programs where as you future pace your client's experience, where certain things may arise for your clients and where they will be on that journey of working with you within the framework that you've developed. And of course, we create, we have several frameworks that we share with you and I work one-to-one with my coach certification students on building out their own framework for their business, comprising all the skills and tools that they learn within the Mindset Coach Academy, as well as the other skills and levels of expertise that they bring to the table, depending on what their background is, depending on where they've come from before they undertake the mindset coach certification and when we bring all that together very very powerful to be able to say okay we've now got this robust toolkit that enables us to help our client get lasting transformation and we do so in a way that is specifically designed to get that transformation in the most appropriate way in terms of time um, possible for our clients 
and based on the outcome that they want to achieve. And I think sometimes what happens is that we can be too wedded to a process without thinking about, okay, how else? What are all the other ways that this can be delivered? And, you know, there are so many different tools available to us as coaches these days. Uh, You know, we coach via Zoom, don't we? We have um, recorded material that we can put into a members area that our clients can watch before they work with us or during the work that we do with them. We can use Voxer support. We can use WhatsApp messaging. There are so many different tools that we have available um, that can mean that we can be more innovative with the way in which we are delivering our products and services and in the way in which we're facilitating that transformation with our clients. Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website, www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification, and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. I mentioned that I, you know, part of my background has been in designing and developing uh, leadership development experiences. and. One of the one of the programs that I designed and delivered, we ran in Las Vegas and we took the group to Cirque du Soleil. And the reason that we did that was that it was an emerging leaders population. So they'd been identified, we'd been through a process with them identifying uh, high potentials in the organisation. And then we took that group um, to Las Vegas for an immersive five-day experience, development experience. And so part of that was really exploring blue ocean thinking in the organisation and how could they innovate? How could they take what they're already doing and be more innovative? And there were two parts to that. One was that we formed a project team so that they worked together and they had to come up with a project, an innovation project, uh, which took place after, so they worked together for six months after um the, the uh, leadership development program happened. Um, they worked together on delivering those. And um, what we did was we got them to start to think about, well, how can innovation take place? And it was it was in a financial services organisation, you know, pretty traditional and, and highly regulated. Um, but how can innovation really start to make a difference in terms of the way that products and services are delivered or that customers, customer service happens or that organisational structure exists or development exists. And so being in Las Vegas, one of the things that we did was we took everyone to a performance of Cirque du Soleil. And, of course, Cirque du Soleil is, is a great example of blue ocean thinking. You take the traditional circus, which, you know, in its heyday, absolutely brilliant, Everyone used to, you know, go to the circus. You'd have the elephants, the lions, the tigers, the acrobats, um, and under a big tent. And circuses would travel, wouldn't they, from town to town? And we still do have traditional circuses operating today. But what happened was environmentally and economically was there was a bit of a backlash about using animals in circuses um, and then travel costs became prohibitive Um, And so the whole concept, the whole notion of the traditional circus by Cirque du Soleil was was turned on its head. 
right? It's it's let's not use animals anymore. Um, and of course, keeping animals is exp- is expensive. You have to care for them. Um, so not that you don't have to care for humans and that humans aren't expensive, but the whole concept was let's let's remove animals from it and let's remove travel from it. So let's have a base. Let's have you know, something that is based on human capability and really astounding people with how much the human body can do uh, in terms of that the concept of acrobatics. Um, and so Cirque du Soleil was born of, of that, of changing and thinking about how circuses operate and how they can do it differently. And the idea, of course, when you are innovating in your coaching practice in terms of thinking about the services that you offer is to start to ask yourself some really good questions um, and taking a concept and then just brainstorm, how can I be doing this differently? There are lots of other examples. You know, Uber, we used to be told, don't get in a car with strangers and Uber is exactly that, right? Or Airbnb is another great example of blue ocean thinking. Um and recently I was, the girls and I were out um, out for an evening. We went to a splash pad and uh, I sat down and was chatting to this couple and it was the start of this, this Easter break holidays actually and I was chatting with them and saying one of the things that I really missed was we used to have a caravan and we used to go away um, a lot of a lot of the time, actually, we'd probably go one or two weekends a month when we'd often just go 20 minutes down the road or 30 minutes down the road in the caravan. And it felt like a brilliant, brilliant holiday. And um, when my partner passed away, I really, with I at that stage, I had three dogs and two children. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> I'm not really in the right space to think about towing a caravan. I hadn't learned to tow a caravan. Um, and having, you know, two children and three dogs in the back and navigating all of that. So I ended up selling the caravan. But what I recognise is that I really do still want to have that caravan experience. Um, I've never really learnt to set it up other than, you know, all the food provisions and everything like that. Um, And so I really wanted to find a way of having a caravan and but not owning one um, I didn't want to hire one because I didn't want to drive it. I don't know how to tow a caravan, as I said. And so then I was chatting to this couple and saying, you know, I really miss having a caravan. I wish there was a way that I could have a caravan and but not have a caravan, like have the camping experience with a caravan but not have one. And this lady said to me, there is a website, it's called Camplify. And you go into Camplify and it's people who own caravans who either hire them out to you or they actually will drive it. You hire the campsite, so you pay for your, you know, your site, um, your powered caravan site, and they will take it there for you. So it's kind of like Airbnb on wheels, etc., for people who just exactly like me. And to me, that's a really great example of some innovation, like taking a need that someone has and then innovating in how you can actually deliver to that need in a way that meets it. And so what I want you to start thinking about and what I encourage people to do, I've got another Craft Your Compelling Offer workshop coming up shortly and it's something I I do with my students in the Mindset Coach Certification Program, 
is just start to think about, well, how can I innovate? What can I do differently? What do people want? What do they not want to do? So what do people want to achieve? What do they not want to have to do in order to achieve it? How can I make this process easier for them? Map out the different types of clients that you have. Um, You know, how do you actually meet those needs of your clients? How can you, how do you do it now? And what other ways can you be doing it? You know, if you've got, for example, a coaching framework that you use with your clients, could you turn that into a group coaching program? Could that be condensed into a retreat experience? Could it be chopped and changed so that people do a bit of it and then go away for a while and then come back? So it's a longer experience. How can you innovate what you're already doing or how can you come up with something completely new that really does help your clients to achieve the goals that they want to achieve in working with you? And it's interesting because once you start to do this, once you start to think about, well, where is my client now? Where do they want to be? What do they, you know, what makes them tick? So really understanding and and to do this, what you can do is go back and think about, maybe five or 10 clients that you've worked with that you've really enjoyed working with and draw and, and think about what are their, what's their lifestyle been like? How much time have they had to spend with you? Have they done the work that you've asked them to do? Have they had time to do the tasking? What results have they achieved? When in working with you have they started to achieve those results? Has it been right from the very first session? Ideally it has been, but maybe it hasn't. Just go back and map that customer experience and you can actually go back and interview people as well and ask them, ask them for feedback about what would have made the process easier, simpler, quicker, um, more profound for those clients. Start to think about how else could you be delivering what you're delivering because there are so many different ways that you can structure and shape your coaching offerings, your consulting offerings, your therapeutic offerings in a way that meets your needs as well as meets the needs of your clients. And often it means just having one key signature thing that you do, right, one transformation that you offer, one outcome that you help your clients achieve, but you just deliver that outcome or help facilitate that outcome in different ways depending on what your client needs and responds to. If you've got a program which has fixed start dates, so for example, the Mindset Coach Certification, I run that program two or three times a year. It has a start date. Maybe I could start to think about, well, could I have a rolling intake? Could it be more evergreen? Um, The Mindset Dimensions Practitioner Training is like that. People can start at any time because it involves self-study as the core component and then there are live workshops that our students attend. So thinking about, well, how could that be? Also running it wholly live rather than self-study. So it's always looking at different ways that you can be doing things and how can you innovate so that you are meeting those needs, not in any way so that you're innovating for innovation's sake, 
But how can you innovate so that people will still reliably and consistently get that outcome? I bang on about this all the time, I know, but coaching is about helping your clients achieve the outcome that they desire and more. Um, But what are the ways that you can do that? What are the things maybe that you can include for pre-reading? Maybe there's some things that you could pre-record as video learning for your clients before they even begin working with you or, you know, as part of that early onboarding phase. How can you innovate what you're offering so that it differentiates you in the marketplace, but more importantly, so that it meets your clients' very specific needs for what they come to work with you for? And that really demonstrates that you have the expertise in the field that you're working in, in the niche that you're working with, that enables your clients to achieve the transformation that's going to last for them. Have a think about it. I'd love to know your comments. And as I say, uh, we explore this in much more detail, both as a group and one-to-one in the Mindset Coach Certification Program. Please do, if you're interested in becoming a certified Mindset Coach, get in touch, lara at mindsetcoachacademy.com. I would love to have a chat with you about the program and about your desires and your needs in terms of really honing in on those skills that you need to help your clients to create real lasting transformation. So this week for 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, we have got a great adventure. It's actually to host a dinner party. Now it's to host a dinner party for your family. Now if you don't have family nearby, of course, you can choose friends or you could host a dinner party where you maybe do it over Zoom if you need to and everyone eats the same type of food. Maybe you order in a takeaway. A little bit cheaty, but you know what? We're all, <laughs> we can be a bit time poor. But I love, I absolutely love cooking um, and I was a judge on the British Pie Awards and I used to cook on BBC Radio Leicester on Food Friday Um, I know cooking on the radio, pretty fun, huh? Um, Lots of making extra noises of cracking eggs and whisking uh, for radio. But I digress. Anyway, I love cooking and I love cooking Sunday lunch for my family. And so maybe think about when was the last time that you actually got people together for a dinner party or a lunch party? So the adventure really is about sitting down at the table and enjoying each other's company and undivided attention you don't want to have any TV or gadgets or tele- or phones or anything at the table while you're doing it. Um, just before Grace and I went to um, on our little mini break, um, my dad came over and had the night and my sister and my nieces came over and we just had, it wasn't really a dinner party. Well, it w- was, but we ordered takeaway Thai. It was lovely just sitting at the table having family conversation. So the idea, of course, is with this adventure that, If you've got the book 52 Adventures to Change Your Life available on Amazon, you can just journal, use the journal piece to say, well, what do you do to complete the adventure, what you learnt during the adventure, what you will now stop, start, continue doing. You know, often we will get together and or you might, you know, might get together with people and say, we must do this more often. Let's do it once a month or let's do it every Sunday or every couple of weeks. And then what happens? People get busy and it slips off the calendar So I really want you to think about what you will start, stop and continue doing. Maybe you're in the habit of eating at the sofa and not at the dining table. Maybe in the habit of cooking different meals for everyone or everyone eating at different times, depending on who you live with and what your family makeup is. But maybe it is that you decide that 
at least three times a week, you're all going to sit down at the dinner table and have dinner together. So, and then you also write down what you're most proud of. And there's a notes section where you can just say, well, here's the menu that I created or take a photo and put it there um, so that you've got that memory of how you completed the adventure. So enjoy. Let me know how you got on. And I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Please do remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review uh, and make a comment. (laughs) I'd love to hear from you. Bye from now. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.